This is Word Equals Faith with your host, Jose Reynaldo Torres. Welcome, folks, welcome. The title of the message is Don't Get Blindsided. Now, folks, uh, because of the power of this message, we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer. We're going to start in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, as we are covered with this precious blood of Jesus, we humbly approach your throne on our spiritual uh, faces, prostrated to worship you. Give us enlightenment, wisdom, and understanding of your word as your children are gathered here in your body to glorify you above all. Let this message break forth and nourish our souls as we learn and confirm what you will be teaching us tonight. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So folks, uh, we're going to be reading mostly out of the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. And I'll go ahead and start reading that to you. Uh, it says here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. This is from the NIV. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and had, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. So, 
Brothers and sisters, we, we just read that Jesus was tempted at his weakest point. There, there's been tests by scientists done recently where, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, a human being, the maximum time that a human being can go without food or water it's 40 days. After 40 days, the body will die. So you're going to be at the weakest, at the weakest point at, the, at day number 40. And that's where Jesus was. Day 40, when we just read that the evil one, that fallen one, the rebel came to tempt them. At his weakest point. Now, the rebellious spirits that possess humans, these spirits are terrified of the Holy Spirit of Jesus that they see in us. And fear judgment has come to them. Just so that we're on the same page, I'll share three scriptures that confirm it. The first one's found in Matthew Chapter 8, verse 29. And it goes like this. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? And in Mark, chapter 1, verse 24, it says, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 34, it says, Go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Amen? Amen. So folks, we know that when people verbally attack us or don't want to read scripture or hear about Jesus, those folks, as we just read here, have impure spirits in them. And we need to cast them out. Now, Jesus has given us the authority to do so by the Holy Spirit that lives inside us. Amen? Amen. Okay, so now we dive into the rebellious spirit and leader of all impure spirits, which as we read in Matthew uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, Jesus was attacked by temptation. So if we are his disciples, we too will be attacked by these three types of temptations. Now the first attack is identity or self-doubt. The evil one will always have you doubt yourself. He's going to have you doubt yourself, your position in God's kingdom. Now let me quote him one more time. 
He says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. That sounds familiar, right? Well, he used the same tactic on Eve in the garden. He had her eat from the forbidden tree so that she would be like that God. And that's self-doubt. And self-doubt is a very powerful attack if you do not know who you are it can disable you and it can render you powerless so perhaps perhaps in in our time you've heard it like this why are you, why are you going for that position you don't have the right skill set or you're not young enough or you're too old or you're too young or you're not. Are you filling the blanks? We've heard all those types of attacks. Today, this type of attack has made it to government. They even ask you, what, you, what is your gender? Whether your male-born children are told they are females and female-born children are, are told they are males. Uh, this form of attack has made it to some of the churches. Some of the churches. Where some churches don't believe that you should be, women should be uh, pastors or that women should be um, in high positions or things of that nature. But that's no surprise because we just read in Mark chapter 1, verse 24. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Well, folks, th this type of attack will have you doubt yourself and overindulge with food, with alcohol, drugs, or any other addictions which will be taken to feed your egos or drown out our sorrows. Now, speaking of addictions, that will lead us to, uh, with the uh, next point of attack, which is suicidal thoughts. Yes. Yes, Jesus was attempted with suicidal thought. Remember, I read that to you. It says, uh, Jesus was taken to the highest point of the temple. And the evil one says, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So jumping off the highest point of the temple Mind you, this is a, a building. This is an ancient way of saying that he took Jesus to the top of a building and asked him to jump down. See, he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the power to push or make you jump, but he has the power to influence you. 
Jumping off the highest point of the temple is a suicidal temptation. Now, Jesus didn't come to uh, die by jumping off a building. He came to die on the cross for you and me. For the world, or for whosoever will accept that gift. Well, folks, never in history have we had so many young kids and adults die from suicide, whether whether it is from drug overdoses, um, both prescribed and illegal, whether you're famous or infamous. The unknown, both free and bond, no one is exempt. If it was used on Jesus, it will be used on the world, especially God's children. After all, Jesus was a child of God, the son of God. And he was tempted with this form of attack. Now, folks, I'll share a true testimony real quick. There was uh, this young person who was under a spiritual attack. He went to the roof of, the, of his building, approximately the 25th floor. He went all the way up and tried to get to the roof. However, the door was locked. Now the person went down, he quickly went down, and when he reached the lobby, some folks greeted the person. The person waved and kept going, went to the parking deck, all the way to the top parking deck, to the top floor, and jumped down head first to his death. Now my co-worker came up pale as a ghost and told me what had happened. We're going to go fast forward. The whole event was captured by security cameras and showed what I just shared. Some friends and neighbors were interviewed and they confirmed the person was taking some meds that caused suicidal thoughts. Well, we know who was really behind those suicidal thoughts. Yep. The same person that told Jesus to jump off the temple is the same person behind it. Well, folks, the next form of attack is found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. And I'll read it to you. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, folks, this form of attack is worshiping the evil one and his kingdom. His kingdom is of luxury, materialistic things, money, and power. That's what he means by their splendor. Now, brothers and sisters, don't, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having, a bl having blessings from God. He will give us these things because he loves us. 
After all, he gives us a planet and a solar system full of resources. Every single resource and mineral, every need, everything he gives us abundantly for free because he loves us. Now the problem is when we put these things above God. The word of God says in Exodus chapter 20 verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, he says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The King James Version says uh, mammon, which means materialistic things, including money. So I'll give you an example, and this, this is a true testimony, by the way. I'm serving um, in the church as an usher, and I notice a member in the, in the back, uh, standing in, in the back of the church. And obviously, as an as a usher, uh, my role is to greet folks and help them sit, you know, find them a, a seat, especially those that are in need, uh, that are challenged uh, physically, uh, the elderly, their children, and so on and so forth. So I greeted the member and asked him politely to, to have a seat. Now, the member uh, kindly declined, and before I realized, the member was gone. Okay. So I thought the uh, member changed their mind and, and took a seat. Anyway, as time goes by, I noticed the uh, same person came in and he did the same thing. So this time I kindly offered to escort the person to a seat. We had plenty of seats. Now the person this time, uh, you know, this time I declined. And this time I was watching as the person dropped the uh, offering envelope into the collection basket and left. Say what? Yup. The person left. Didn't stay five minutes. Didn't take communion. Did not worship with us. He just left. Wasn't even there five minutes. I, I kid you not. I, I obviously I wasn't timing him, but <clears throat> you get the point. It happened so quick. Anyway, let's uh, let's fast forward to the day. I finally had the courage to ask uh, to ask uh, my dear brethren. I've noticed you come to church every Sunday, and we have plenty of seats, but you. You leave right away. Is, is there any way I can accommodate you so that you worship with us? Is there any way that, is there any need? Is there anything we can do for you, sir? The person politely told me, nope. I have to go to work. 
I have to make that money. <laughs> wow. Just like the scripture says, no one can serve two masters. Amen. Amen. So, folks, if this fallen spirit, the spirit of darkness, attacks Jesus with these three ways of attack at his weakest point, he will surely attack us in the same way. Even the banks are not exempted, nor businesses. We've, we've heard news of banks getting fined because of this spirit of power and money has infiltrated the banks with uh, subprime lending and insider trading, which has caused the market to crash back in 2009. You see it at the uh, level where celebrities are being worshipped. People stand in line for hours and even camp out in front of lines. In front of lines of the stores to, so that they can open, so that they can go and get the latest whatever. I'm not going to mention any names of these devices, but you've seen it. You've seen the Black Fridays. You've seen all these camping outs of people just getting materialistic things. But these same people that camp out all night on a line waiting to just for the store to open up so they can get their technology or their blanks. These same folks, the same people will not go to a prayer meeting. They will not go to a Bible study or even church. As the scripture says that we just read, no one can serve two masters. Amen. Amen. Some folks have said, uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That sounds good. It sounds accurate. But it's incomplete. That's why some folks have said, I, I have resisted, but failed. Why? Well, the answer is because you and these folks have not done all the steps. You see, you must first humble yourself to the Lord. Submit yourselves to the Lord. Seek God's grace. Then, because of God's grace, you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, that's not uh, Jose Reynaldo Torres' idea. That's not my saying. That is the word of God. And I'll go ahead and read it to you in James chapter 4. Verse 5 through 7, it tells us. So let me go ahead and read it to you. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, 
and he will free from you. Amen. So, folks, uh, what I've just said, uh, it's not my saying. It's not a it's not a Jose Torres uh, cliche. It is the word of God. In James chapter four, verse five through seven. Tells us. What I've just said, what I've just repeated. Okay, folks, so. The good news is we know Jesus has a battle plan for us. When we or our friends or family members get attacked in one of those three ways, he left us a blueprint to follow. Again, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, this is the key to victory. When you're being tempted in one of those three ways, and I'll go ahead and read it one more time so that you can digest it. Quote, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, Tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. And angels came and attended him. So folks, when the tempter attacks your identity, like in verse 3, respond like Jesus says in verse 4. Look in the word of God and see what the Lord says about who you are. Not what the world says you are. Not by what your peers say you are. But what the Lord says about who you are. Live by the word of God. Not by way the demon possessed people say that you are. So when the tempter attacks you to give up your, uh, to give you 
I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> so when the tempter attacks you to give up or with suicidal thoughts like in verse 5, respond like Jesus did in verse 7. Do not tempt the Lord your God. Remember, we have the Holy Spirit inside us. So we can decree, do not tempt the Lord your God, which lives inside us through the Holy Spirit. Remember, we are the body of Christ. Lastly, brothers and sisters in Christ, when the tempter attacks you with financial entertainment, with idols, or anything that will replace God's worship, like in verse 9, respond with verse 10. This one is so powerful, it's worth reading again. And let me go ahead and read the response in 10 and the outcome in uh, verse 11. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Remember, we are the body of Christ, baptized with the Holy Ghost. When you get caught up in the morning, or when you get, I'm sorry, when you get up in the morning, cast them out. When you enter your vehicles, cast them out. When you enter the place, your place of work, cast them out. When you enter your place of worship, cast them out. When you are visiting the sick, cast them out. When you are surrounded by people that are full of hate and unclean spirits, cast them out. Wherever you go and wherever you encounter unclean spirits, cast them out. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, so let's go ahead and end with prayer so that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father God, what an amazing message you've given me, powerful message to show your children out there who truly is behind these uh, spiritual attacks and how they come in so many different ways, but their format is ancient. They're always coming with the same strategy. So because they have a pattern, we too have a blueprint to defeat them. And because you've given us power and authority to cast out demons, that means we can tell them to go and cast them out of whatever situation we're facing. Whenever we're under attack, as we're covered by the blood of Jesus and full of the Holy Spirit, Sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's inside us is truly the one that has the power to cast out these demons wherever we may go. So, Father God, we thank you so much for listening to our prayer tonight. And for each and every one out there that's listening to this, Lord, continue to protect them. Continue to show you, uh, reveal yourselves to them, Father God, through your word, through godly people, and obviously through your Holy Spirit that can touch each and every one out there, and all of us at the same time. What power 
That's why Jesus said in his scriptures, I must go. It is better for me to go because if I don't go, I cannot send you the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Helper. And that's why it was better for you to go so that we all can have you through the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for everything that you do. We can't wait for your second arrival as you physically come back to us, Lord, to gather your children together, for us to be always with you in peace and in harmony and to manage this, this planet on your behalf with you as our leader. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We adore you and we worship you. We cover this prayer with the blood of Jesus Christ and we give it to you, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, that you will continue to pray where I may have missed uh, some words or something else that I should have mentioned in this prayer. But you, Holy Spirit, are omniscient, meaning you know all things and you can step in and amend this prayer so that you would be glorified and so that your children will be protected and saved. In Jesus' mighty name, we decree this prayer. We ask it in that mighty name so that you will do it. We thank you. We love you. Amen. Amen.